صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة مفتي عبد القادر حسين حفظه الله أستاذ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم وعرفات جزاك الله خيرا تو تكنيشنز برادر جنيد كان برادر رياض حسين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما ألمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, today is the 2nd of Sha'ban, 1440. And today we focus on Surah Mulk, Surah Tabarak Alladhi, chapter number 67 of the Noble Qur'an. It comprises 30 verses. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَوَدِدْتُ أَنَّهَا فِي قَلْبِ كُلِّ إِنسَانٍ مِنْ أُمَّتِي It is my heart's desire that this Surah, Surah Mulk, similarly the same words are mentioned for Surah Yaseen, so this Surah Mulk, Surah Tabarak Alladhi and Surah Yaseen should be memorized by every member of this Ummah, male, female, adult and child. O Ummah, our first request to you, the esteemed listeners of Radio Al-Ansar, Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Now, every day, let us memorize one, two verses. Before Ramadan Mubarak, inshallah, we will be hafiz. And the heart Mubarak of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will be so pleased. So try, at least make an effort, inshallah. Secondly, Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said that this surah, tabarak alladhi, will intercede for the people who recite it. Therefore, at night, after Maghrib, after Isha, any time, read it, and the surah will intercede for us. Open Mishkat Sharif, and you will find so many virtues regarding surah Tabarak Alladhi. Almighty Allah states, Alladhi khalaq al-mawta wal-hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala. Almighty Allah created death and life. Death is mentioned first so that we are prepared for death all times, all places. And Allah created life so that Allah will put you through a trial and a test. Which one of your deeds and actions are the best? Thereafter, Almighty Allah states, Look at the creation of Allah. Ma tarafi khalqir rahmani min tafahud. You would not find in the creation of Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, any flaw, any defect, anything or no, nothing. Perfect it is. Therefore, we find all, no difference in it. Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, created the stars. 
and they are the ones that to that repel and chase away the shayateen who are going to be dispatched to Jahannam and the hellfire. Allah forbid, protect us from the hellfire. Almighty Allah teaches us people will enter Jahannam and the hellfire. They will say, if we heard the revelation, the Quran Sharif, the Sunnah Mubarakah, or we use our common sense, intelligence, intellect, then we should not have been the inmates of the fire. So we must listen to revelation and to reason. But revelation will always get preference over reason. Today the world says they don't understand certain things. Almighty Allah states, He is the knower of all mysteries and all aware of everything. Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us, That don't you see how the birds are flying? They spread out their wings and and they close their wings. Who is keeping them airborne? If you just study birds when I was in New Zealand, subhanallah, there's a season there. The birds fly from Australia right up to New Zealand. And we went to have a look at them, thousands of birds. Imagine from one country to another and thousands of them come. So that is Kudrat Ka Karishma the manifestation of the power of Almighty Allah Jalla Allah. Who has created me and you, Almighty Allah? وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَالْأَفْئِدَ Allah has blessed you with the faculty of hearing, seeing, understanding. قَلِيلًا مَّا تَشْكُرُونَ Very few people make shukr and are grateful to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. And thereafter in the ending Almighty Allah states, قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ you inform me in asbahama ukum ghawra. If your water goes underground, your water becomes such you cannot drink it, you cannot use it. Who will bring that running water for you, that sweet water for you? None can do so except Almighty Allah. So the lesson we learn is appreciate the bounties of Almighty Allah. May Almighty Allah bless us in this month of Shaban. Allahumma barik lana fi Shaban wa balighna Ramadan and spare us for the month of Ramadan. So may Almighty Allah give us the quality of shukr and gratitude. Barakallahu fiq. 17 minutes after 5, you are tuning and listening to Safina to Ilal Jannah. Let us go to, this is Durban, Umslanga Rocks, Muftisab. Can we get married in the month of Shaban? Yes, you can get married in Shaban, you can get married in Ramadan, you can get married in Shawwal, all is fine. You marry in Shaban, totally permissible. You get married in Ramadan, Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha and Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala an got married in the second year of the Hijrah during the month of Ramadan, during the month of Shawwal, Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha used to say, Zawwajani an Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi Shawwal, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married me during the month of Shawwal and she had no children but she used to encourage her nephews, nieces to marry 
Bukhari in Shawwal, the hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. So all these months totally permissible. Someone is asking here, Ustad, <clears throat> this is also from Durban Morningside. Can I, supp- can I supply or repair South African breweries trucks, Ustad? Remember that best is you abstain from all these type of things because the Quran Karim teaches us Surah 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse number 2, وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ That you must not cooperate and assist in sin and transgression. You know that alcohol is that industry from A to Z. Every part, every component of it has been cursed. The hadith is mentioned in Ibn Majah. Mustafa وسلم, said ten parties are cursed. The person who buys it, the person who sells it, the person who squeezes it, the person who serves it, the person who transports it. So that comes with you. Now you are going to fix up their trucks or do this, do that. And they will be the people who are transporting it from A to B, X to Z. So therefore, my advice, stay away and abstain. Remember, Al-Khamru, Ummul Khabais. Alcohol and this whole alcohol industry in Islam is the mother of all, all vices and evil. Therefore, Islam said... Ma aksara kathiruhu faqaliluhu haram. What intoxicates in large quantities? Remember, even one drop of it is haram. So therefore, abstain and refrain. You'll find this hadith here, the last one I quoted in Mishkat Sharif. Ustaz, somebody is asking that uh, if it's sinful to read the Quran in English, I've started and someone told me it is not permissible and I'm just put off. Now I don't want to carry on to start Remember that the Quran Sharif is not in any other language but Arabic. Bilisanin Arabiyim Mubin. So that person is right, but that person gave you incomplete advice. What you should do and every Muslim should do is we should make an effort to learn the Arabic language so that we read the Quran Sharif in the original language and that is Arabic only. Those of us who do not know Arabic, we can't read anything. Now we want to read it in a translation. What you are doing is not Quran. You are just reading the translation of the Quran in English or Afrikaans or Zulu or Portuguese or Urdu or whatever. So that you will not call Quran, you will call it translation of Quran. Yes, you can do that, but remember you have to consult the ulama as well. And therefore you can't just be relying on the translation and neglecting the Arabic that is correct. But you can continue with the translation, but consult ulama. And if you want to read something in English, then the best tafsir will be tafsir Uthmani. It is something very, very brief, and inshallah you will benefit. Or if you want in detail, then tafsir Ma'ariful Quran. So these are the ones that we will encourage to read. But remember, you have to consult the ulama as well and learn the Arabic language so that you can read the Quran Sharif in the Arabic language. Mr. let us go to Zambia. It says, if one performed Jumu'ah, where in the khutbah was in uh, was part English. Is it necessary to repeat the khutbah, Ustad? A detailed response would be much, Ustad, um, uh, appreciated. Ustad. Remember that this is what we see in our travels when we went to Russia, when we went to Malaysia, when we went to various, various countries. So you will see that the people there, Thailand, that they deliver the lecture, the khutbah, we're speaking about the Arabic khutbah, 
in their local language and dialect. So the question arises, is this permissible or not? My answer is this. Ramadan Mubarak is so near. Look at our history. We are in 1440. It is the first day of Ramadan. The year is 20 years after Hijrah. It is the reign and the Khilafat of Amirul Mu'mineen. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and Amr bin As radiallahu and the great commander and Sahabi and companion of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam conquers Egypt. Eighty-eight-zero Sahaba sat down and they made mashura and they had consultation. Let's build a masjid. So now they were calculating, discussing the direction of the Qibla. This is 20 years after Hijrah, the first of Ramadan. And lo and behold, this masjid, Masjid Amr bin As in Cairo, is the oldest masjid in the continent of Africa. We've been there several times, alhamdulillah. We thank Almighty Allah for all His bounties and favors. So what did the Sahaba do? They changed the religion of the people there. They changed the language, the culture, everything. So the Islam is still today after 1420 years because we 1440 and this incident took place in 20. So 1420 years have passed over Egypt. Islam is still the official religion. Arabic is still the official language. The culture is Islamic till today. So yes, in politics there might be differences, but the point is that we must influence the lives of people and not get influenced by people. So what we are trying to do today, that we change the khutbah into our local language, English or Afrikaans or Urdu or whatever, Pushtu or whatever. Thereafter, we find people who want to change the adhan, change the language during Salat, as happened in Turkey after the fall of the Khilafat by the Shaitan, Ataturk. So we must remember this, that that is not permissible according to all four schools. So if the khutbah was delivered, remember, in various different languages, so we will say it must be repeated, but the Salat will be valid. So that is our fatwa on that topic. Can a revert read her salah parts in English and Arabic as she is still learning, Ustad? No, she can't do that. What she must do, whether it's a male or a female, and now they embrace Islam. So obviously they will not know Surah Fatiha and Surah the same day. So for normal person we are speaking. So tell them to read Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allah, La ilaha illallah, Allah Akbar, words like that. So they just read that until the time they learn Surah Fatiha, then they learn some surahs. So in the interim period, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allah Akbar, and that will suffice for them, inshallah. Somebody is asking, Ustad, what is the Sunnah Islamic way of kissing your father-in-law and mother-in-law? Uh, it says here, is it on the palm or dorsal part of the hand or the cheeks or the forehead? Because our father-in-law, it's just the custom, Ustad. When we enter the house, we all have to kiss our father-in-law in his hand and hug him. Ustad. You must remember for the daughter-in-law to kiss the father-in-law or the son-in-law to kiss the mother-in-law. We're dead against these things here. Because you must remember if it is going to be done with shahwat, with desires and lust and passion, then the nikah itself will break and you can understand the ramifications of that. 
So the best thing in this day and this age, leave this custom and tradition of everybody kissing and so forth, daughter-in-law kissing the father-in-law, son-in-law kissing the mother-in-law. One thing can lead to another, hugging, kissing. Just shake hand and that is sufficient Islamically. It's the time of fitna and facade. So many terrible incidents have taken place. So yes, your father-in-law is your mahram, your son-in-law is your mahram, but remember our advice to you just hugging and kissing between son-in-law, mother-in-law, father-in-law, daughter-in-law. Just abstain from it. It can lead to a lot of problems in future. May Almighty Allah protect us. Ustaz, let us go to, this is from Mia's farm, subhanallah. Uh, it says, Mulana, we listen to your program every morning. Looking forward for the month of Ramadan. Mufti Sabah would like to inquire whether government shares are permissible. From Mia's farm, Ustaz. Remember, we make dua for the ishtima in Mias Farm yesterday. Also, in our program at Darum Zakaria, we made dua. Allah Jalla wala make the ishtima in Mias Farm in Escort a wonderful, great success, and all the ishtimas Amen. taking place in different parts of the world. Regarding government shares, this share, that share. Remember that if there are any shartifasid, any conditions, then that would not be permissible. For example, they say that the eshes are such that you can purchase it, but it will be only for two years, five years, ten years, then only you can sell it and so forth. So you can't sell it whenever you want to. So this is an example. So you will call that in Islamic terminology, shartifasid, a condition that is contrary to the transaction. So therefore, these type of conditions will be null and void, and then that deed and that transaction will not be acceptable. So you need to see it on everyone will be treated separately. Regarding shares itself, if it is something that is haram, the core activity is haram, is gambling, is interest, it is pornography and all films and all the, so this type of industries. So remember then it is haram and not permissible. So you need to look at the entire contract and the entire deal and transaction. And if there are certain conditions like that, then remember that it will not be permissible to purchase this type of shares. Let us go to Lakefield. This is uh, our teacher, Sister Natasha. She says, good morning, my senior mentor. I know I didn't post questions last week, Thursday and Friday. That does not mean I'm not listening to you guys. You guys are always wonderful and awesome. So she's always listening to us, uh, Sister, Natisha, uh, Sister Natasha. Uh, the question is this morning from Sister Natasha. She says, uh, my senior mentor, why is, there, why is there need for Jesus to come back to this world if Prophet Muhammad was the last prophet? This is Sister Natasha. Ustad. Very good question, Sister Natasha. In fact, Thursday, Friday, I got but worried. I was there in Pretoria, and I was expecting a question from you, uh, our, the madam, the teacher, and there was nothing. So I thought maybe you ill. So I even made dua and mm, prayed so to well, Almighty well. Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are ill, give them shifa. And we made dua and supplicated to Allah that always keep you, Marvin, the family in good health. Excellent question. So how are we going to respond to it? You see, Sister Natasha, regarding Jesus, peace be upon him. So there are three, four different opinions. And, you know, we need to explain that and then you will understand the answer. 
The Christians, majority of them, believe he is the Son of God and he is, you know, a part of the Trinity and so forth. That you know. Number two, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. The Jews believe he is a son of a harlot and so forth. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. That is blasphemous, totally haram, unlawful, unacceptable. We condemn such type of statements. And even the first one, we don't accept it, we reject it totally. Third one is this, that they get some people, they call themselves Ahmadis, they call themselves Qadianis, they claim that they are Muslim, but they are not Muslim, and they say Jesus came and he passed away already, and he is there, you must remember, in Kashmir, in Srinagar. An easy answer to it, Sister Natasha, will be you as a Christian, that you also believe in the second coming of Jesus. Now, from an Islamic perspective, why do we say Jesus will come? Jesus will come to show the Christians in what they believed in was incorrect. There's no such thing as Trinity. There's no such thing that he, Jesus, was the Son of God and so forth and so on. Write all these references or you are recording it. Chapter 4, Surah Nisa, Quran Karim teaches us, وَإِمْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ There is none from the people of the book, the Jews and Christians, إِلَّا لَيُؤْمِنَنَّ بِهِ After the second coming of Jesus, peace be upon him, they will believe in Jesus and bring iman, قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ Before the demise of Jesus, peace be upon him, Nabi Isa as we say. Chapter number 4, Surah Nisa, verse 159. And Jesus, peace be upon him, will inform people that never ever did I tell people to worship me. We always told people to worship all Allah, Jalla Wala. And if you want a reference of this, open Surah 5, chapter 5, verses 114, right up to verse 118. So 114 to 118, chapter 5. So one reason why we will be the coming second coming of Jesus, peace be upon him, to make ibatal, to nullify what the Christians are believing in, to nullify what the Jews are believing in, and third one will be to destroy the Jal, the Antichrist, and that will happen. Everything is so glaring, so clear between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem in occupied Palestine in a place called Lod, L-O-D. We call it Lud in English. It's called Lod. I've been there myself. So you must remember these are the main reasons why Jesus, peace be upon him, the second coming will take place. Thereafter, he'll get married. Then he Eventually, he will go to Medina Munawwara. He'll have children. The two sons' name will be Musa and Muhammad. And then he will pass away in Medina, be buried next to Prophet Muhammad. Peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is not an opinion. This is the unanimous belief of every true Muslim. May all, may Allah guide us all. Mm. 27 minutes uh, to 6, uh, Sister Natasha says, uh, thank you so much for praying for us, uh, my senior mentor. Indeed, Islam is a religion of peace. And we are actually learning a lot about Islam. Who starts, Sister Natasha? Very good. Listen to it and pass the message along and say, O God, O Almighty, show us the true religion and the true light. And then Ramadan, we have one month left for our fasting month. Then inshallah, before that you embrace Islam and you are fasting with us also inshallah. Abu Dhabi, this is Brother Zahir. Haji Zahir wants to know, Ustada, 